welcome new listeners to Runkle Recaps, Season 6, Episode 11, The Mermaid Theory, and here's Jen. Hello. All right, so this episode is a stinker. You really disliked it. I didn't mind it. I laughed a couple of times. Okay. I think, you know, I haven't seen it in a while, so some of the stuff was, like, newer, and it was, like, a little bit silly, so. I don't know. I, maybe I had a really, really low expectation going in because you said it stunk. So. Oh, maybe that helped. <laughs> and that'll cause a little conversation here. Although I'd love to get through this as quickly as possible, to be honest with you. Thank you all for tuning in to the <laughs> speed version of our podcast. All right. Uh, what I do look forward to is we have two emails. Excellent. It's from our Swedes again, our, our most loyal writers now. Excellent. First one's from Felix. Hey, from your friendly neighborhood Swede. Blitzgiving is a great episode. Love the, oh man. I liked everyone's storyline. Didn't like the song that Marshall and Barney sang to Ted. My dislike for Ted grows more stronger. <laughs> he just gets so annoying in the later seasons. The worst joke was my name is Steve speech by Steve. Oh, I like that. It, <laughs> yeah. Not just because my name is Steve. I like the way he says it. <laughs> the best joke was the turkey key. Okay, you and I are on opposites. On this one, Felix. That w- oh no. Well, I wonder if he has it back. No, he says, yeah. I think you meant your best joke was the Steve thing, and the worst joke was Turkey Key. Because then he says that one. That is one of the worst things they have ever said on the show. <laughs> so okay, I think I think uh, we're we're in sync, Felix. Even though your syntax was a little out of place, on this one. I wonder if he wrote that after listening or before. Why do you say that? Because. Wasn't that, like, your best and worst? I don't think the episode? Steve thing was the best. And your worst was Turkey Kiki. Oh, okay. My worst was the Boomerang. Oh, that's right. And I forget what my best was at this point. All right. And I have four questions about movies slash TV series. And I like these questions. I like when, uh, when someone's asking us something that's a little astray from the show. Mm-hmm. Thanks for, for more interesting podcasting. First question, what TV show are you watching right now? So we'll answer this in four ways. One, <laughs> what I'm watching without Jen. Two, what Jen's watching without me. Three, what we're watching together. And four, what we're watching together with Tyler. Oh, yeah, okay. So the ones that I'm watching without Jen right now are Yellowstone, the last season finally dropped on a non-Paramount station. We get Paramount Plus, but for some reason it's not pay- playing on Paramount Plus. It was only playing on Paramount for That's the weird. new season. But they just dropped the new season on Peacock, so I'm catching up with it. It's okay so far. I've enjoyed the show as a whole. Uh, and then I just watched the new Rob Lowe show that he's doing with his son. I always forget the name of it. Unstable. And it was good. It wasn't great. It's not a top 50 for me, but it was funny, and I enjoyed it, and the episodes went quickly. And finally, the new season of Jack Ryan's coming out, so I'm going to be watching that. That's been a very enjoyable show with John Krakowski. And then, Jen, what are you watching without me? Um, the main thing I've been binging on lately is Yellow Jackets. I'm, like, halfway through the season finale, so I don't know what I'm going to watch when that's over, but it's so very disturbing. Like, I... Season or um, yeah, so season two, episode eight was like one of the worst things I've ever seen, and now yeah, we're halfway. <laughs> I'm halfway through episode nine, and I'm just as disturbed. So 
I think I need to replace it with something cheery once this one's over. Um, so that one, like, yellow jackets you really actually have to pay attention to, so I can't be, like, a lot of times I like to do kind of just, like, zone out and, like, color on the iPad or, like, play a stupid game on my phone. That one I actually have to pay attention to. So when I feel like zoning out, I've been watching um, this true crime series on Netflix called The Innocent Man. I'm only on episode one because I only watch it in, like, 10 or 15-minute spurts. Um, yeah, Jen has probably about 20 different shows she watches when they come back around. So she's only mentioning the one that she's watching right now. But right. there's shows like You and there's oh, a whole yeah. bunch of other yeah. ones. Jen, Jen picks up new series very quickly. I'm very slow to pick up a new series. I almost never do it in its first season. Yeah, I think my next thing that I'm going to watch is probably going to be Queen Charlotte. It's like a Bridgerton spinoff. It's only like six episodes. I've heard good things about it, so I'll probably do that one next. I'm still trying to get through Dead to Me. Like, it's always good when I watch it, but I'm just, like, not motivated to watch it. Yeah, I, a I little get exactly bit, what so. you mean. Uh, but I want to, I like to complete series. This might be Christina Applegate's last thing that she yeah. does to her yeah, multiple probably. sclerosis, which mm-hmm. is very difficult for me to say. Right. Is, uh, I think she's wheelchair bound now, I wish pretty she, much. Gosh, yeah, that, that happened fast. Yeah, I feel bad. I never like it when magazines or websites try and say, this is what they look like now and show right. horrible pictures of people. And I saw her, I was like, what is she doing? Why is she falling so low and taking care of herself? And then I found mm. out she had mul- multiple sclerosis, and I felt horrible about even thinking in that direction. Let us be a lesson to not judge based on appearances. Yeah, don't, don't, don't just refer to people as eye broccoli. I don't know what that means, but it's, we'll get into that. It's the opposite of eye candy. Oh, <laughs> I was really confused. It's unusual for me to get things that you don't. <laughs> it's usually the other way around. Oh, and other big news, I beat Jen in trivia. Oh, please. At a bar trivia this past you week. You beat me by what, like 15 points? All right. So moving on. A win's a win. So moving on, what we're watching together right now, Ted Lasso. Yes. We're just getting ready to start the third season. Uh, yeah, we have an episode or two left of season two. I, I thought we think. finished season th- two. But I think I we keep thinking we finish it, and oh, we actually didn't. Maybe there's one left. <laughs> We just started the first episode of Beef, which I've heard oh, a yeah. lot about. about it, it was a promising start. I, my only concern is the characters aren't very likable, and that's that can make it tough to get through a, a whole show, but we'll see how it evolves. Yeah, that doesn't bother me in shows. Um, surprisingly, I was looking for, because um, we always usually go to Posha Recaps podcast for our show. Like, And they don't have one for it. They don't have one. I was really surprised, because mm. that's like a show that got a lot of buzz, so... I was very surprised, and I don't think I'm motivated enough to seek out a, another one. I kind of only care what their feedback opinions are. Um, we, we, go ahead. I was going to say, but we do have, um, and just like that, is coming back this month, I think. Oh, great. I can't remember exactly, but I think like the second or third week of June. So we'll have that very soon. Yeah, I've been looking forward to that as well. And we're, we're watching a bunch of shows that either one of us has already seen. Oh, there's also The Crown. Mm-hmm. We're kind of slowly oh, making yeah. our way. Yeah. That's another one where I'd never regret watching it. It's always enjoyable, but don't look forward to yeah. it as much. It's like a commitment to watch. <laughs> yeah. And then we're going backwards in time and trying. She's introduced me to Community, so I've been, mm-hmm. I, I haven't think we're watched like, a Community in a while. We're like on season four or five of Community, or we're maybe not that season far. Four. And we've been trying to get through BoJack Horseman, but we just don't get back around to it very often. Yeah, we haven't watched BoJack in months. And then as a family, we are watching... We've been watching Simpsons 
with Tyler, mm-hmm. which he likes. And we're in the early early seasons. We're just maybe midway into season two. And the great thing is it just keeps getting better and better. We've been watching Young Sheldon. Our child is very much like Young <laughs> Sheldon, so yes. it's been a, a great fit. A lot of little phobias and... Idiosyncrasies. Yeah, are, are sort of a match or a par- parallel with Tyler. And then while I was out of town last week, Tyler got introduced to my favorite TV show without me there, <laughs> Seinfeld. And I was very disturbed to come home and find out that they had watched three Seinfelds without me. But I just try and take it for the good in that he really likes it. And so now we're starting to go through Seinfeld with him, although we have to skip a lot of yeah. episodes. Some of them are just choosing. Yeah, some of them are just a little too highbrow that he's not going to really find anything to like in it. Right. And then some have a lot of sexual innuendo and content. Like right. we can't, he can't watch the contest oh, no, of course anytime not. soon. Maybe when he's thirteen. But he's only nine now, so okay. yeah. So it's going to be a, a picking and choosing. But yeah, wait, what year did Seinfeld come out? Was that like? The first season launched in 1989, and then I don't think they continued on until, like, 1990, and then the second season didn't come until 92 or so. Okay. So, in theory, I might have been watching, like, around the same age of him in some of the earlier seasons. Like, obviously, we didn't, like, watch it consistently, but I know I saw episodes here and there. Okay. So, that catches us up on shows. So, Tyler and I watch Phineas and Ferb, which is actually an amazing kid show. That'll come into one of our upcoming questions from him. No. <laughs> Felix says he his is love and death on HBO Max. Oh, I keep like seeing is it I think that's um so Elizabeth Olsen or I think it's Elizabeth Olsen that's in it. She only does good things. I keep seeing the little thing and wanting to look at what that is. Oh and I had been watching The Mandalorian, but that's over. Okay. Question number two, what's your thoughts on that animation is for kids? His answer is anyone can watch animation, of course. And if you have a kid, (laughs) you will be watching animation. And some of it's partially written for adults, too, so that Mm -hmm. we enjoy it along with them. And obviously I said we were watching Simpsons. Um, And then I know a lot of adults like anime. So I Mm -hmm. no judgment for any adults that are really into animated TV or movies. Yeah, no, and I love all like, you know Disney and Pixar movies. I would watch them before we had kids, or had a kid. And BoJack um, Horseman's really good, too. Mm-hmm. So yeah, animation for all. And no one will go see Little Mermaid with me. <laughs> the peril of living with all boys. Number three, are sequels ever as good as the original? Give examples of good sequels if you can. Mine is Empire Strikes Back. Yeah, I gave some thought to this because I figured you would have no... I got nothing. Nothing to contribute. So (laughs) the context for this is, like, Steve is a big movie buff. He's got, you know, his organized lists of favorite movies. He rewatches movies, you know, year after year. Whereas I'm more of a one-and-done with a few exceptions here and there. Or maybe if I rewatch something, it's because it's been ten years since I've seen it. Yeah. And I, again, I I have a rewatchable list for every year. So movies that... There's not a lot of them. I'd say 90, 95% of the time, the original is the best, and the sequels are rarely as good. I think some exceptions. Some people will argue Godfather 2 that was as good or better than Godfather 1. I don't think so. As far as rewatchability, I tend to like to watch Godfather 1 probably every year, but only maybe every other year, every three years, can I watch the second one. Empire Strikes Back is one that a lot of people like to go to. 
I would say that some of the Marvel stuff, the part twos were better than the part ones, or the part threes were better. Yeah. Like I Thor was, Ragnarok was the best Thor. Right. Yeah, I was thinking about that a little bit, but it's almost like, a, yeah, there's sequels, but it's all still like the same universe and the cinematic universe. Yeah. Sure. So it was hard to they say. All are they all together. like sequels, sequels? But yeah, I think those are good examples. A lot of people like Toy Story 3 the best mm. of the Toy Stories. Right. I think there's an argument to be made for that. Is Toy Story 3 the one that, like, made me cry hysterically? I think so. (laughs) I'd say one that is definitively better. Maybe not everyone would agree with this, but I think there's a... There might be a majority that would agree with this, that Terminator 2 was better than Terminator 1. Okay. It had the budget. It had a couple of the characters back that were important, and it was a more fleshed-out story. It wasn't just, we're running from this robot story. Okay. It had that complication of Arnold Schwarzenegger's robot being made into a protector and a good guy, and that made for some fun. All right, next question. What, this is question number four. What one movie is a guilty pleasure for you? His is Let's Be Cops with Jake Johnson and Damon Wayans. I've never seen that. Do you have one? Um... I think you and I talked about yeah. some might call you're watching the Taylor Swift <laughs> movie documentary, A Guilty right. Pleasure. Um, yeah, I mean, if I had to name one, it's probably like the Reputation Tour I watch on occasion. And then um, the folklore documentary I've seen like one to two to three times. Um, and then actually I've only seen Miss Americana once, so maybe I'm due for a rewatch on that. And I will say, Jen is not guilty about the. She oh, just feels no guilt. Nope. But some might consider that guilty pleasure because <laughs> it's it's fandom. Yes. Of a pop star. I am happily in the fandom. And then for myself, I when I saw this question, I looked through all the movies I rewatch year over year, and I'd say probably the top two things that I would say fall into the guilty pleasure category are the movie Center Stage, which is a ballet movie, <laughs> and I'm actually watching it tonight, Steve coincidentally. does love his dance movies. And then Footloose, speaking of dance movies. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I'd say those two are probably the ones where people might laugh at me for watching them. If you grew up in the 80s, you watched Footloose, but you might not still be watching it. There's something about ballet movies I like. Ballet dancers are probably... Competing for the best athletes in the world. Mm-hmm. And they live such Spartan lives. To watch them have to kind of go through what they go through to succeed, I think, makes for good cinema. Okay. And that's it for Felix. He all ends right. with, that's all for me. Hope you guys have a wonderful day and be hulers. Which is Swedish for you rock. Awesome. Thanks, Felix. Good it's, to hear from you. This, nah, I think it's goodbye. Oh. <laughs> okay. And next from Hugo. Hi, guys. I hope you're doing well. Last episode, you asked if your younger viewers knew about Ferris Bueller's Day Off and Taxi Driver. And I had actually heard of both. However, I've never seen Ferris Bueller's Day Off. I've only heard it referenced in other media like Himyum or the song Ferris Bueller by Imai. I don't know how you pronounce it. Oh, I don't know what that is. That band. Wasn't there also a band called Save Ferris at one point? It sounds familiar. When it comes to Taxi Driver, I have seen and loved it. Robert De Niro? Yes, please. Actually, I've never seen Taxi Driver. 
However, the reason is probably because I'm a bit of a movie nerd and I watched it in school during my film and TV course in gymnasium, Swedish high school in parentheses. I wouldn't say most people in my generation just knows what it is. Yeah, I've seen Taxi Driver. I've probably watched it twice in my lifetime. It's good. It's not one of those movies I'd want to watch over and over again. Is that the one with Jodie Foster? Yeah. Okay. He goes on. Now, Casablanca is very special because I've never met anyone in Gen Z who has seen Casablanca except for my girlfriend because I showed it to her and also my brother because I showed it to him. (laughs) I think there is a fair amount of people who have heard the name Casablanca, but I honestly don't think they know a lot about the movie, which is a damn shame because it's probably one of the greatest movies of all time. Yeah, I think a lot of people put it up there in that category. Also never seen that. Fun fact, the actress that played Ilse Lund is a Swedish woman called Ingrid Bergman. Funnily enough, she is not related to the famous Swedish director Ingmar Bergman, who has won seven Oscars. Hmm. Jen, do you know who Ingrid Bergman's daughter is? Isabella Rosalini. That's correct. Yes. Who we just saw in 30 Rock <laughs> in a rewatch. Oh, yeah, we forgot to say we were rewatching 30 Rock. I hope this was insightful. Now I have a question. You guys mentioned your jobs a fair amount, but I don't believe you have mentioned what it is you guys do. So, what do you guys do? Jen, you give me the vibe of a social worker. And Steve, I don't know, something corporate. (laughs) I hope you're doing fine, good, and splendid. Much love. Victor Laszlo. Steve, come on. How can you not like Boomer (laughs) Wang? Nice. So yes, I am social work adjacent. Um, I don't use the term social worker because that is actually like a licensed profession. Um, But I am officially director of performance and quality improvement for a nonprofit based out of D.C., Virginia, and Maryland. So I help with, you know, compliance with contracts and performance of our programs that help people. And I've pretty much always been in sales for technology and most of it with government clients my whole career. Uh, My last job was as a VP of sales for a very, very small startup software company. And I left that to be just a salesperson for a much, much, much larger software company called Tyler Technologies. So that's what we do. And, well, quite, quite frankly, we're podcasters, first <laughs> and foremost. Okay, the mermaid theory. Let's, let's unwrap this and see who's right, whether it's a stinker or whether it was passable. Yeah, I'd definitely say passable. We start off on the street. It's the winter of 2010. They're now friends with Zoe, who's married to, as we're reminded, the captain. And as the captain's dropping Zoe off, he says, Boys, great to see you. Looking smart. Have a wonderful time tonight, okay? And we're going to get into the whole mouth versus eyes thing, but I did notice he's smiling at them, and mm-hmm. his eyes look like they're smiling, too. Until the window yeah, goes up. Yeah, until the window goes up, passes his nose, and they, and they squint. <laughs> So it's not a simple matter of just which side of his face you're looking on. That time he very much did it on purpose. Yeah, this I got very much vibes of like dad dropping off his kid and talking to like his kid's friends, which kind of creeped me out. <laughs> they kind of talk about how creepy and scary the guy is, and the narrator then comes in and says, "I couldn't put my finger on it until I figured it out." And then we cut over to the apartment. Marshall's entering the apartment where everybody's there. Yeah, Marshall's the one that comes in and says, "I figured it out," right. carrying like a big poster of the captain. <laughs> yeah, he's got like a three-by-four-foot photo of the captain, and he has some fun with showing the cutting off the bottom of his face or the top of his face and then saying things that would make him angry or happy and switching back and forth on which side of the face he's covering. And every time he shows only his eyes, everybody like reacts negatively. Yeah. 
when you just see his eyes, he wants to murder you. When you just see his smile, he's cheerful. I think this is such a funny dichotomy between, like, this is how they present him on this show versus um, as mayor on Portlandia, where he's just, like, such this lovable, like, affable guy. Yeah, he's usually, I feel like, a lovable, affable guy. I think Mm -hmm. this is, you know, he was kind of a go-along-to-get-along on Sex Sex and the City. Right. So they go back and forth on this for a bit with these little scenarios. One of them is, how do you feel about the Jonas Brothers? And then he... Gets a side face. And he <laughs> covers loves, half he, of the, like, the right and left half. He hates how much he loves them. Now, I had never heard a Jonas Brothers song, or at least didn't really know any of them were a Jonas Brothers song. And then I'm, I'm clicking through Sirius XM Satellite Radio, and their song about the Waffle House comes up. Now, for people that don't live in the U.S., Waffle House... In the US South. Well, I think most people around the country have still heard of Waffle House, even if they're not from the regions that have a lot of them. But there's thousands of this restaurant called the Waffle House. It's usually sort of, you can kind of see of it as a truck stop restaurant. They're famous for, of course, waffles, but then they have hash browns where you can choose between so 12 good. different oh things to put on and in them. So the hash browns is kind of the love of it all, but... Jonas Brothers and their last album released a song called Waffle House, and so I kept it on just to see if it was as hokey as it sounded, mm-hmm. and I love it, and I <laughs> added it to my regular playlist. So I am now at least somewhat a Jonas Brothers fan. All right. You know, Joe Jonas dated Taylor Swift for a while. He broke up with her in a 27-second email, or voicemail. I no, rec- phone call. Damn it. <laughs> redo it. Get ready to drink, but Dak Shepard had them on his podcast, <laughs> and that came up. Oh, really? Yeah, like, are you still are you still getting hate stuff from her from Swifties? No, no, no. We've forgiven Joe, um, who is not forgiven. Did they talk about this? Jake Gyllenhaal and John Mayer are not forgiven. I think Jake Gyllenhaal might have come up in that same conversation, but not John Mayer. Yeah, John Mayer's got his time coming. Speak now, Taylor's version coming out in July. <laughs> Welcome to our How I Met Your Mother Taylor Swift podcast, <laughs> Ted. Tells the gang that Zoe's invited him to a Frank Lloyd Wright retrospective and wants to know if anybody else is interested in coming. Everybody makes excuses, mainly revolving around Lily washing her hair. Barney has an okay joke, saying he's going to be at home trying to get over the fact that no one invited him to the big hair washing party. I like that. Because um, so it'll just be him and him and Zoe then, and then Lily puts out a warning because Zoe is married. And if you're going to hang out with a married woman, there are rules that must be followed. If you don't Before mind... Ted is a single guy. Yeah. If you don't mind, I'm going to skip all of Barney's asides in this, because it's yeah, just Barney being Barney. But a couple of her rules are don't go anywhere that has candles, no sharing food, and no lying to the spouse about anything you do. So Ted's sort of on the lookout for those things. Right, and he says, you know, if there was anything, if we were anything more than friends, I wouldn't hang out with her. Marshall confirms it's very hard to be friends with a single person of the opposite sex. And then Robin says, unless you're old friends, which is why her and Marshall can hang out whenever they want. She goes, right, Marsh Madness? No doubt, Robocop. And then Lily cuts in, you two never hang out alone. You just made those nicknames up right now. (laughs) Which I kind of liked. Right. So Robin proposes that they have dinner, just the two of them. (laughs) Lily's in agreement, but no candles. 
Okay. And then Barney turns to Lily and says, I guess that just leaves you and me want to hang out. And Lily says, no. (laughs) Now, okay. (laughs) So I'm not sure how I want to cover this Lily and Barney stuff because, one, I think it's horrible writing. It's ridiculous. It was shoved in here. (laughs) It's confusing to try and explain about all of it because he's not saying who did things the right way because he's not. The narrator's not remembering it. Right. Ted is the epitome of an unreliable narrator in this, and we get different versions of him trying to remember the order in which things happened, who said what, when it happened, which, you know, I relate to. My stories get convoluted sometimes. Okay, so we're we're on polar opposites in this one. But we're going to keep coming back into this Lily Barney thing, and it's going to be the same thing over and over again. Wait, no, he couldn't have said that. No. Right. And Maybe I'm getting this confused. Wait a second. I do like that you're a big stupid octopus head was actually a thing that was said and wasn't just him making it up, because that's what I thought at first, was <laughs> he was just making up dialogue. I was more upset that I had to hear it said twice. <laughs> that's silly. And you'll see that I've already marked it down when we get to my last page. That That's my least favorite line. No, because it made sense when he's saying you're but a manatee. No one would say that, though. And the manatee thing, for that matter, is pretty stupid. Yes, but it's a funny reaction to him calling her that manatee, because she's very... Conf- horrible manatee costume, by the way. <laughs> but you got to look at it from her point of view. Out of nowhere, she's being called a manatee, and so she's trying to like come up with a response to that. It's not even delivered well by her when she says it. Well, yeah, because she's confused in the moment and just trying to come up with something. Well, I'm starting to think you're a big, stupid octopus head. (laughs) How dare you? (laughs) Okay. We cut to the next day at McLaren's and... Oh, sorry. (laughs) So I don't know if you didn't like this as well, but as Ted's trying to figure out what was said next... He kind of, like, stops, and Lily and Barney eventually, like, break the fourth wall, look at the camera. Barney's looking at his watch. I thought that was kind of clever. Oh, yeah, I think I missed that. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay, so next day we cut to McLaren's, and Ted's telling Lily that she was right. Something weird happened, and it's basically, she kind of lied about that it was just Ted hanging out and not the whole gang. I did like the line of when they're flashing back to the night before, Zoe's getting a call. It's from the captain. She says, yes, I call my husband the captain, but that's the only concession I make to his seafaring ways. Hang on. Ahoy! (laughs) And there's no commentary on that. So Ted calls her out on it while they're still at the exhibit. Um, And yeah, Zoe says, yeah, the captain can be a little jealous. She didn't want to make him worry. Zoe asks if that's okay. Ted says it is. Lily then cuts in back out of the flashback that it's not okay. And Ted agrees that I didn't think it was okay. We get stupid lines from Barney about how Lily lies to Marshall. And then Ted asks, you know, do I need to stop hanging out with Zoe? Lily thinks that it's fine as long as he spends time with her and the captain together. If they're all friends, it's no big deal. And Ted remembers that. He was invited to the boat. So Lily says, go make nice with the creepy captain. Right. So we get to Marshall and Robin having dinner the next night. Um, Narrator advises they have three solid conversation topics. Cold weather sports and cold weather sports and that lasted 16 seconds and then i didn't mind the man this is awkward and she's there you're hearing their thoughts and mm-hmm. it's so awkward his left eye starts twitching which she thinks is weird and then her starts twitching but then they just order lots of drinks <laughs> right oh so many drinks and then we have to go back to mclaren's <laughs> with barney and lily Fighting about something. Something, and this Barney's eating ice cream sense. at the bar. 
Yeah, he's getting them mixed up between the two. Right. It kind of the beginning started out ends up starting out the same that she doesn't want to hang out with him. Mm-hmm. But then the rest of it's mostly switched between the two of them, and it all comes down to him also forgetting that she's pregnant when this happened, and this didn't happen at this time. It happened a year later. I did like that the ice cream switched from like a bowl of ice cream to an ice cream cone on the street. Okay. I thought that was kind of cute. We get something with Barney. Well, at first, I guess it's Lily saving Barney from getting hit by a motorcycle, and he says right. he saved us and looks at the ice cream. At the ice cream. <laughs> All right, let's go back to the boat. We're with the captain. Ted's joining the captain. No one goes sailing at night. This is stupid. Is it a sailboat? I didn't even notice. Yeah. Although we don't see them putting up sails or anything like that, but it's got to be a sailboat. Yeah, I mean... No one takes pride in a non-sailboat. And it's winter. Like, why are you going on a boat at night in winter? Like, it's stupid. Is it winter? They did say it was chilly. It said winter. Yeah, winter. Well, we just passed Thanksgiving, so yeah, it must be. Yeah, this is insanity. Don't, don't, Don't accept somebody's invitation out on a sailboat at night in the winter. In New York City. Right. Yeah, and so Captain's... Pretty creepy. Um, Zoe couldn't make it. She's not feeling well. We find out she did this on purpose. Right. And yeah, the captain just says weird stuff. It's just you, me, and six hours in frigid international waters. Six hours on a boat with a stranger. Kill me. Oh my god. All right. Like, we can't test this out and, like, just take it around the ocean for 30 minutes. We're back to the restaurant at dinner. Well, we did get... Sorry, it's it's stupid, but... um, as the captain's kind of talking to him before they sail away. Um, I've been looking forward to this. You see his smile for <laughs> yeah. a very long time, then you see his eyes. Yeah, there's like the shadow play, which I thought was kind of cute, going back to what Marshall was this doing. Point, yeah, the narrator says he was pretty sure he was going to die that night. Okay, now to dinner. Robin brings up the story of a really boring poetry class in college. Marshall calls it out immediately. Oh, with it. Our evenings may making you think of something that's boring. She said, no. She sees a food board. <laughs> the board made me think about <laughs> things that suck, like being bored. Marshall calls her out. She admits that, yeah, they're bored, and they try and get to the bottom of this. Marshall says it's because of the mermaid theory. Two years ago, he had just hired a new assistant at GMB. I'm calling bullshit on this. So they've been friends for five years. Marshall's saying they never hang out because of the mermaid theory. But he's saying two years ago he found out about it. It wasn't until 15 months later that he even recognized that this was a thing. So this timeline doesn't make sense for why they don't hang out one-on-one. Thus contributing that this is not a good episode. (laughs) Oh, and there's the eye broccoli line that I was so confused by. Yeah. So Marshall's telling the origin of the mermaid theory. They're at GMB, I guess two years ago. And... Marshall's in a conference room with Barney, a plain, we'll call her a plain-looking woman, because that's what they call her on this, walks by, and Barney wants to know who the eye broccoli is, which I, I think I kind of like that expression. <laughs> I was just confused. It's mean, you shouldn't say it, but I, I thought it was clever, now not, that you know what it is. <laughs> yeah. So not for me, it went way over my head. Marshall said he hired someone that this is sort of a Seinfeld thing of hiring mm-hmm. someone that's not too attractive on purpose. Oh, but then George's assistant became a mermaid. Oh, my God. <laughs> wow, that did happen. His clock was very short on it. Yep. Marshall does... Oh, so Barney says, mark my words, someday you will be attracted to her. 
Marshall doesn't think that'll be a problem, and then Barney tells him this is exactly how mermaids came to be. And then we get a false Barney history lesson. It's two sailors on a ship. It was 300 years ago. They're stuck on the ship so long that eventually the manatees they're seeing out at sea start to look like beautiful women, mermaids. This is actually a real theory. Okay. Not the mermaid theory itself, but like the, that's kind of how the mermaid myth, as Barney says, we begin, was created. We get back to the regular part of the flashback. Barney says, no matter how unattractive you find a woman, you spend enough time with her, you will eventually want to sleep with her. Marshall said it took one year, three months, and 16 days, but eventually he sees her as a mermaid. We see her in a mermaid costume. And he's immediately freaked out by it, goes running into his office. and Barney's sitting there as if knowing that that was when it was going to happen. I did like that. Right. There's some foolishness about a bet that never happened. Right. So back to the restaurant, Robin is saying, okay, so that's why we never hang out alone. Marshall says, yeah, you're Lily's best friend. You are not allowed to turn into a mermaid. Robin questions if that means she's a manatee right now. And Marshall is viewing her in a giant, terrible manatee costume. Correct. Which I think, you know, I think she takes in good sport. (laughs) She doesn't seem offended by this. No. She's got a good sense of self-worth. We're back on the boat. We're getting some creepy talk Mm -hmm. from the captain. And talks about how they're... So far out, no one, no one could hear you scream for miles and then give some examples of screaming. Ted's trying to talk himself down from being worried about this and says, you know, he's not jealous. He hasn't mentioned Zoe. And it's around here where I wrote, most boring boat trip ever. Yes. Really, like, it's freezing. Why are they on this boat? Like, if it was a yacht and you can, like, hang out on the inside and somebody else is riding it or driving and, it. Right. And then Captain brings up, so Ted, I know you've been spending a lot of time with Zoe. <laughs> Ted just internally screams. Yeah. We cut back to McLaren's. We're with Barney and Lily again. Again, we can't remember what they're fighting about. Yeah. Narrator Ted kind of pulls it together because he thinks that Barney said something about not calling calling a woman fat and then realizes, no, that was Lily. And then we get kind of like a rehash of everything we've already seen with yeah, Lily and Barney in their correct positions and statements and everything. And that's enough to be said about that. <laughs> We're back on the boat. The captain wants to show Ted his harpoon collection. Which do you? You would keep that on keep? a boat. Maybe <laughs> one harpoon, but I'm not sure if you keep yeah. your whole. I mean, the boat's collection not really in that there. big. Maybe it's a collection of two. While doing this, he accidentally knocks Ted's phone into the water. Ted was getting ready to try and make a call and give his exact nautical coordinates. Oh, did he? I thought Ted just kind of fumbled it. Did the captain actually bump it? With the harpoon. Oh, okay. I missed that. And then as he describes what's happening to the phone sticking into the water. (laughs) Very creepy. The captain, yeah. He keeps referring to the phone as a human body. Right. What happened to it? Yeah, as it's uh, in its descent into the water. And then says something that refers to part of it as the head and Ted realizes that it doesn't seem like he's really talking about a phone anymore. Right. This goes on and on. The crustacea will feed on its lifeless husk. <laughs> Ted tries to say maybe they need to go back to shore. He's got a big morning. And the captain says he's got something special for him. Wait here. Ted thinks this is a good time to go swim for it. Which, just the dumbest idea anyone has ever had. And the captain <laughs> actually comes out with a bottle of scotch. 
Which he should, if they're this far into the the sailing, that scotch should come out a lot, yeah, a lot earlier. For sure. It's it's mostly illegal to drink and drive a boat now, but I wonder how many people actually adhere everybody. to that. Yeah, no, everybody drinks on a boat. That's what boats are for. But so Ted thinks he's in the clear now, but he's still on the edge of the boat, I guess. Yeah. And then they hit a, a bit of a wave, and he goes in the water. Hey, I just watched something about the Titanic. Depending on how cold that water is, he probably should have drowned. Probably, but I'd like to move on. (laughs) (laughs) You really hate this episode. I really don't like it. All right, we're back at the restaurant. We're returning to the mermaid manatee conversation. Robin wants to know more. She does have a good, as he's calling her, saying she's covered in a thick layer of blubber. She's like, am I blushing or... (laughs) But yeah, Marshall says, you know, at some point his brain will turn her into a mermaid. She's wondering if that can ever be turned back afterwards. Marshall asks Barney the same thing. Barney says that pregnancy is the only thing that can do it. Right, so that's a, Marshall shares that with Robin. Once a mermaid gets pregnant, she then becomes a manatee again. This sparks the narrator's memory that, oh yeah, Lily was pregnant during this. Right, and that's what they were fighting about. Except for he's in the wrong year. This happened much later. That happened much later. Right, so then we see, again, another rehashing of all these scenes, uh, which, yeah, my favorite is, (laughs) ever since you got pregnant, you're just a big fat manatee. Well, you're just a big stupid octopus face. Boo. (laughs) It's so dumb, but it's so funny. Like, what if somebody just called you that, like, completely out of context? I would just look at them with the most puzzled look. Oh, the the manatee thing? Yes. I don't know, but I wouldn't call them a... And if you're eight months pregnant? You're making a lot of excuses for her, but <laughs> whatever. So now we get the right order of things okay. where he saved her from the car, from the motorcycle. His magic trick of making the beer bottle flow was actually just putting it on her pregnant stomach and letting it go. And even her... oh. You're a jerk. It's just another horribly written and delivered line. Yeah. Like, she cannot elevate this dialogue at all as an actress. Right. Well, and then she becomes, like, desperate for his approval, which is annoying. And she wants to know if a manatee can ever become a, go back to a mermaid, and he says breastfeeding. And yeah, I guess I think she likes this. She says it's sweet. Yeah, so that's how we know Lily's not at her best. And then for some reason... Ted enters the bar wearing a dress. Now, I don't remember where this goes, but it's a story for another time. Yeah, I was trying to remember. I, I, I mean, I'm, it's got to be a bad I'm sure or... they're going to circle back to it. They do. I just, I just wonder if I could remember what it was offhand. I just can't. We're back on the boat. Captain says, you really thought I was going to kill you? And tell, Ted admits that that's what was on his mind and... Captain says if he was going to do that, he would have taken him hunting. Much easier to bury the body. <laughs> but the captain ultimately does want to become buddies. And Ted says, yes, just not on a boat. We're back at the apartment. Marshall and Robin are entering. They're pretty drunk. They said they had fun. And then all of a sudden, Marshall's beer goggles start kicking in. And she starts to slowly transform into a what would be a from manatee to mermaid, but then she pukes and then she turns back. <laughs> right. We're at McLaren's. Zoe enters, Ted's there. She confesses that she wasn't really sick, 
she was just feeling guilty that she lied to the captain and she thought it would be good for them to spend some time together. Ted says he's a nice guy. I mean, he can be a little scary. And I think this is my favorite line. Yeah, he gets a little murdery when he's nervous. <laughs> Maybe that was something she could have warned him about. Right. I'm going to leave you alone with my husband who gets, <laughs> gets murdery. murdery. <laughs> they agree that it's not an issue for them to hang out because they don't have feelings or, nor are attracted to each other at this point. Right. But then a clock starts ticking. Yep, and so this whole episode has been advising us that Ted is going to see Zoe as a mermaid before too long. We have one final scene out on the boat where the captain starts to become attracted to the first mate or whatever the Barney character is supposed to be. Right. And it kind of just ends there. Yep. Okay. No, this is not a top 100 episode. It is ranked (laughs) 151. Oh, man. And right now it is the ranked the sixth worst of all we've seen so far. Okay. What is your favorite joke? I'm going to go with Big Stupid Octopus Head. <laughs> That's my worst joke. We've already done that. I, my favorite joke is the murdery thing. Uh, what's your worst? Um, I think all of Barney's like, lines that we skipped over at the beginning where he's trying the to three say rules the, yeah. that he's cutting into. Okay. Yeah. Well, next week is false positive, and it's kind of all centered around Marshall and Lily thinking that she's pregnant, and then it sort of affects how everyone else feels about where they are in their life. Right. Okay. It's not. I don't have. I don't have fond memories of this one. In fact, we go a little while until we get one that I really remember enjoying a lot. But the one after this one's the one where we have doppelganger Barney Doctor. Oh, yeah. And so that part of it's kind of good. Um, I think the next really good one that I'm looking forward to is Oh, Honey. Okay. And that's where, you know, we get all the... You you said you didn't really care for Katy Perry as the guest, her character. Yeah, no, I mean, she did a fine job. I just don't like the characters annoying. But I do like the Oh, Honey (laughs) stuff. Right. And then we get Marshall in Minnesota with his mom. Mm-hmm. And her sort of taking care of him, even though he's supposed to be there taking care of her. Right. Oh, and then we get the sad episode. That's before. Yeah. That's coming up before that. Oof. So last phone call or last, last voicemail, something like that. I can't remember. Which I didn't rank high, but I didn't really sad. account. Yeah, I didn't really account a lot for the emotional the impact. emotional impact. Right. I, I right. was purely looking at it from a comedic standpoint. Right. So. There was something also in there. It might be false positive, or maybe the one after it that I forgot to rank. So yeah. I'll have to do a watch where I actually keep track of how much I like it. All right, so that's it. All right. So me and stupid octopus head over <laughs> here. We'll be back soon with false positive. And actually, we did get two weeks back to back recorded. So yeah, good job. I us. mean, we really owed people after about four weeks off. Yeah. And it took me a while to edit the last one, so that even came out. Almost a week after we recorded it. Yeah. All, All right. right, and you can write to us also at runklerecaps at gmail.com. Especially if you're from Sweden. <laughs> or if you're from a part of the U.S. that doesn't have a Waffle House, and tell us if you know what a Waffle House is. Ooh, that's a good one. All right, all. Bye. Bye.